Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the bridge. Daily Devo with Vince and Bo. I'm Vince. We are happy to see you. Thank you for tuning in. Some of you are tuning in right now live on Facebook. Some of you might be listening to this on our Bridge podcast. Later on, if you're on the podcast, you're going to hear us interacting with some people on Facebook. And we would encourage you to join us sometime on Facebook Live. We generally go live at 11 a.m. on weekdays, although sometimes we pre-record them. And this week, actually, we are just doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Devo. So if you come on Tuesday or Thursday, we will not see you. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we'll be there. Got some people tuning in and want to say hello to. Good morning, Seth, Kimberly Dodson, Ed Edwardson, Mark Lindemann, Sherry, it's Berkmeyer, right? Berkmeyer Schlomer. Yes. Sherry Berkmeyer Schlomer, great to see you. Daniel, Tom, Seth, Edna, Bill, we got a good crowd. Yeah. Christina, everybody is coming in to the Bridge Daily Devo. Great to see you all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going through the book of Acts right now, and we are in Acts chapter 8, mm-hmm. the very beginning of Acts chapter 8. Today, we're talking about what that passage is talking about, which is persecution. Persecution for our faith in Christ. So our opening question, kind of an intense one, less fun, but is, have you ever been persecuted? Have you ever been persecuted? Now, Bo, would you say that being persecuted means being beaten for your faith only? Is that uh, what we're asking? No. What are we asking? You know, it can be in much less severe physical forms of persecution, mocked, made fun of, yeah. um, discriminated against mm-hmm. would certainly qualify um, because of being a follower of Jesus. So mm-hmm. in any kind of being shunned or, yeah, ridiculed, mocked, something of that nature. You know, here yeah. in America, we thankfully, rarely uh, are we physically accosted, beaten, arrested for our faith. I don't know that that happens, yeah. thankfully. Yeah, not that um, I know of. Yeah, um, but, but still there's resistance. Yeah. So the question is, have you ever f- encountered that? Maybe in your home. Have you been persecuted yeah. for your faith? Maybe at home, maybe a friend, maybe, maybe a relative. In your workplace. In your workplace. How about you, Vince? Do you ever experience kind of mistreatment of any kind because you're a follower of Jesus? Especially at work. Yeah, regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at work. Hey, everybody. I think we're back. That was very weird. Our iPad just jumped from one Wi-Fi network to another one, which killed the feed. But I believe we're back now. We probably lost a bunch of you. So let me just make sure it's streaming on Facebook and then we'll do another quick intro for people that might just be tuning in now. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Going on our page. Uh, here we are in the video. Yep, we're, we're back. Sorry, everybody. Man, what a mess. Um, Okay, while you guys are tuning back in, what we're talking about is going to the book of Acts, and we're asking everybody, have you ever experienced persecution of any kind? Um, Getting made fun of, getting ridiculed, 
sometimes by a family member, sometimes by maybe somebody you work with, by a friend. Have you ever experienced persecution from being a Christian? And I just shared, I have bad news. <laughs> I can't think of a time where it was somebody specifically ridiculing me personally. Unless you count inside the church persecution. <laughs> <laughs> then I've had plenty. You've had plenty. <laughs> test trials and tribulations. <laughs> I've had I've had way more, you know, yeah. than you probably do over the whole timeline of your mind of your life. Maybe you had more ridicule from people inside <laughs> the church than outside. Which At least that's be, been my story. Which can be yeah. more painful because you expect you know, for unbelievers to not get it and not be nice necessarily. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I've had definitely more insults, like overt insults from church people than that's, non-church people. That's and I'm not talking about the bridge. I'm I, saying in general, I'm, in general. Uh, yeah. I, that is, that's sad. Yeah. It really is. But um, I can't say that I've been persecuted in a serious way. I mean, um I remember we were talking about uh, the job the Lord provided for me to enable me to get the money to go to Bible school, yeah. construction job, and it didn't take long. My buddy <laughs> that I was he, that I went to Bible college with uh, also got hired at that same place. Yeah, and um, so we would talk about the Lord. I mean, we were new Christians, and it's, it's like we could not not talk about Jesus. Yeah, between ourselves. And then also to other yeah. co-workers. Yeah. And these were some grizzled, rough construction guys, you know, and they couldn't leave that alone. They mm. once they heard we were, you know, religious, we were, you know, they made they called us Jesus freaks and holy rollers and you know, and they'd come with come at us with challenging questions, you know. Can God do anything? Yeah, God can do anything. Can God make, okay, so can God make a rock so big he can't pick it up? You know, <laughs> the trick questions yeah, like guys, that. And guys, yet you can't, yeah, yeah, I just said, oh, that's stupid. You know, that was my, you know, right. deep, profound response. But um, so, yeah, but nothing, nothing really, really serious, except I went through a period of time with the, uh, well, when I came to the Lord, some of my friends, my closest friends, they just did not know what to do with me. They just yeah. not, there was no category in their mind right. for bow religious. Right. You know, it was just, so I was a different person. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it irritated them to a certain degree because, um, you know, I was not engaging in the same things. You know, I wasn't fun anymore, so to speak. And, and um, so I got a little bit, a little bit of flack, you yeah. know, for following the Lord. But see some uh, response. Go ahead. Yeah, but how? Yeah, let's see what some yeah. other folks have said. Yeah, were you were you just? Uh, did I cut you off? No. No. Okay. Let's see. I think we just got just a few, probably partially because it froze. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question we've been asking, and feel free to jump in with your response now, is: Have you ever experienced any kind of persecution? Kimberly Dotson said yes, often, and I love it. Means I'm doing something right. That's a fact. Amen. Amen. Noah's, Noah Dingus. I love calling Noah Dingy, and he loves it too. <laughs> um, I was called a. That's his persecution. Baby. That's his persecution. Yeah, right. yeah. That's his inside the church persecution. <laughs> I was called a Jesus freak by a coworker. Best insult I've ever been called. Love that. Edna said just recently a family member told a longtime friend not to hang out with me. 
is I will force my faith down their throats as mm. well. Thanks for sharing that, Edna. Um, so yeah, those were the responses we got. If you've ever experienced persecution, leave a comment of what it was like and how you felt. That's what we're going to be talking about today Yeah. in our passage from the book of Acts, which is yeah. all about persecution. Right. Before we read this, you know, it's interesting to me, Vince, that I, I, I was thinking about, I could have probably adopted any other religion or or philosophy of life and nobody people are going oh that's interesting right but when i said i'm 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 following jesus and i'm a christian now it's like that right was the it it evoked a response yeah i believe different than if i'd said almost anything else yes which to me validates christianity there is something different I mean, you just, the name of Jesus, yeah. that alone makes people kind of, if they're not a follower of his, nervous or yeah. antsy or you yeah. get a response. Yes. And, um, and it's not just because people have a, a bad association with Christians, you know. Um, I think there's something spiritual about it. I think yeah. it's upsetting to the forces of darkness. Uh, the devil does not like the name of Jesus on the lips of believers. Um, So anyway, but in Acts chapter 8, up up till now, the church in Jerusalem has been just exploding. Many, many people coming to faith in Christ. In Mm. fact, even some of the priests were coming Mm. to Jesus, placing faith in him. Um, Now, the the church was getting pressure from the Jewish religious leaders, and they, in fact, carry out an, an execution of Stephen, an unauthorized execution. They did not really have the authority to put a man to death because they were under Roman authority, but they did it anyway. They took him out and they stoned him to death. And so this kicked off a persecution against the church that was not limited to the apostles, but the whole church came under the influence of this persecution. It says, at that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And so the apostles stayed in Jerusalem. Everybody else got out of town. Mm-hmm. Now, what I want to say is that this should not have caught anybody by surprise because Jesus more than once warned that yeah. such a thing would happen. Yep. He's, he said in Luke chapter 21, uh, as one example, um, he, was, he said, but before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. Mm-hmm. But then he gives some instructions about that. It says, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Mm. Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. You will so be, interesting. Yeah. Don't plan ahead for yeah. what you're going to say. That specifically. In that specific yeah. yeah. I heard a man by the name of Joseph Tone, a Romanian pastor who lived during the time of um, communist control and power in, yeah. that, in his home country. And uh, he was um, underwent a couple of different, uh, very intense um, episodes of, of persecution, interrogation, um, and he said he found this to be true. He said, mm, in, wow. the, in those moments when you are being you know, 
interrogated in a way that it's really brainwashing. They're trying to break you down psychologically. Yeah. Wow. On another occasion, they, he was physically beaten. Wow. But, but he said the emotional um, persecution was just as bad as really? the physical. Wow. Um, it would be eight to ten hours a day, Monday through Friday, of just browbeating, interrogating, just trying to beat him down, trying to get wow. him to deny Jesus and, and to renounce his faith. But he said there would be t those moments where he, he was speaking and he said, it's like you're listening to yourself. Wow. And it's because it's the Holy Spirit speaking and you're like listening for what you're going to say next wow. because it's just coming out. Wow. And he encountered, he experienced mm. what Jesus is saying that he would say things they would not have an answer to. That's powerful. That they would not be able to resist and it would infuriate them oftentimes. But sometimes it would silence them. Yeah, and sometimes, wow. Wow. sometimes he said they would sit and listen to him basically share about Jesus for an hour at a time. I mean, he, they, they would be held captive by him and he would just be sharing Christ with them. And so Jesus said, when you're persecuted, when you're brought in and you're sent, you know, before magistrates, leaders or whatever, don't worry about it. You know, the Holy Spirit's going to speak through yeah. you and it will turn as an opportunity for testimony. Yeah. And so... Wow. But it really, the fact that there is persecution, the fact that it exists, and it exists worldwide now on a larger scale than it has ever existed in the world. We are not affected by physical persecution, hardly at all in this country, but in much of the world, I think it's something like 265 million Christians suffer severe persecution today. Wow. Um, the number of people put to death for their faith in Christ is, is at a higher rate today than it's ever been in history, partly because there are more people on the earth than ever before, and Christianity is more widespread than it's ever been before. Mm -hmm. But people are dying every day for faith in Jesus. Yeah, and so right. Jesus knew that that's what would happen. Mm -hmm. And I believe especially as we approach the, the end of this age, the persecution will increase, and I believe it will become global. I think it will become, there won't be a nation where it does not exist. Mm. And so it's something that we have to face as a reality. And even though right now it's, it's much more, it comes in more subtle forms, but it's there, it exists. Um, I, I, I experienced some of that in, in some encounters with some old friends where um, I was viewed as the enemy, you know, in, in conversation and, and kind of get into some uh, current event type issues, discussions. And it was very apparent that um, there's something more here. There's an, there's an antagonism here mm -hmm. that, that doesn't bespeak our friendship. It's like mm -hmm. this is different. This is not normal. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway... I, I just want to make a few points about this subject of persecution based on what we know from Scripture. Um, some things to do when facing persecution. Number one, and this will be maybe surprising to you unless you know the words of Jesus relative to this, rejoice. Mm. Rejoice. Jesus said rejoice when you're persecuted for righteousness sake, for great is your reward in heaven. Mm -hmm. He said, for so persecuted they the prophets that were before you. Mm -hmm. So if you ever come under fire for being a follower of Jesus, Jesus says, be happy about that because yeah. you're in good company. Yeah. You're ranked right up there with the prophets yeah. because unrighteousness always persecutes 
righteousness. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is in this fallen world. Mm -hmm. And so the first response is to rejoice. Secondly, when persecuted, we're instructed to persevere. Mm. Jesus said that it's in our perseverance that we will possess or we will save our soul. Mm. In other words, he's saying, hang in there to the end mm -hmm. and, and just be firm in your conviction to stand fast in the face of persecution. Um, don't abandon your faith. Don't abandon your faith. It's a test that's, that comes from time to time and whether it's uh, physical as, as it's not so much the case in, in America today, thankfully, although sometimes in, in individual households it can become yes. physical. Yes. You know, yes. an unbelieving spouse can take out their fury and anger against a believing yep. um, spouse. That is yep, that's very, very possible. Um, understand that persecution does give you an opportunity to bear witness to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so when people are giving you grief, speak up for Jesus. Don't mm -hmm. shy away from sharing the gospel. That's what we're called to do. And so don't let persecution back you down. Um, another thing about persecution is, is we're instructed to identify with our suffering brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 26 and 27 speaks of this. I want to look that up here real quickly. Mm -hmm. Hopefully real quickly. In the meantime, we just got a comment from Dara that said, I know that when I accepted Christ, I would lose close relationships with people, family, and friends. And yes, that happens. But I grew closer to the Lord during those times. Amen. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and, and members individually. And so we may not suffer in exactly the same way our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world are suffering. We're called to identify with them and to enter into their suffering through identifying with them, praying for them, and supporting and helping them in any way that we can. And there are ministries like Open Door and Voice of the Martyrs that um, support the families of those who are incarcerated around the world, mm -hmm. send relief, and also evangelistic materials to parts of the world where persecution is very prevalent. And I was in, when I was in India last summer, I met a couple of pastors who had been beaten. Mm. Um, what's happening right now in, in India um, is that mobs are, are coming into church services and just beating believers, tearing up the church, t destroying the building sometimes. Um, so they sh I, w I was shown a video of a young girl who had been to a Christian meeting. That was her only crime. And she was accosted on the road as she was walking home. And, and it showed her being beaten with these more than sticks. They were almost clubs repeatedly um, just because she was a Christian. And um, so it's happening. And, and we need to remember the suffering church in our prayers. Um, and then Lastly, we're instructed to remember that God is working something in us when we are persecuted for Christ. Mm -hmm. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding weight of glory. Mm -hmm. God will use whatever suffering we encounter 
for Christ to work in us the things that will accrue to a greater weight of glory, mm-hmm. a greater station in heaven, perhaps, greater reward, but in this life being conformed more to the image of Jesus. You know, when we are persecuted, we are, in effect, we're entering into the very sufferings of Christ mm-hmm. because he suffered for us. We're called to follow his example. And so, you know, this is kind of a somber, of course, topic to talk about, persecution. But it's a relevant one, I think, especially um, for the days to come. I think that persecution will grow in intensity, and we have to be prepared for it. And Jesus more than once warned his disciples about what would come. But just remember that you're in good company. You're in the same company as the prophets. Uh-huh. And Jesus said he'll be with you. He'll even speak through you by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And he'll help you and uphold you in whatever it is you're facing. Uh-huh. So no matter what it is, no matter what comes your way, remember, you are never alone. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-hmm. So why don't we conclude, Vince, by praying for the suffering church? Sounds good. That'd be all right? Yeah. Okay. Father. We do pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who even now, Lord, are experiencing the kind of persecution that we, we read about here in Acts today mm-hmm. and that uh, we know exists, has existed down through the ages. It's happening at a greater rate, Lord, in, in greater numbers than ever before. We pray for those who are even now incarcerated. We pray for the families of those who have been um, bereft of, of a husband, a supporter, somebody to provide for their family, God. We just pray that you would uphold and strengthen and help every one of your children who are suffering now for Christ around the world. Help us, Lord, to be sensitized to the suffering in the body of Christ. We pray that you would strengthen us, Lord, enable us to be bold witnesses for you in the face of opposition and persecution, whether it's physical or just um, social or whatever it might be, help us to just be bold witnesses for you, Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.